Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 306 of Linux in the Hampshire. This is our Weekender episode of the most terrific amateur podcast, amateur, well, amateur podcast, but also amateur radio podcast on the internet. And uh, we have a fun Weekender lined up for you. So we'll go ahead and introduce the cast of characters for this episode. You have Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And as we usually do on the weekender, we start with some of the more mundane topics that we like to cover, but these include upcoming special events and upcoming contests that you can participate in over the next 14-day period. So Bill is going to tell us about some of the amateur radio stuff you can participate that's coming in, and somehow I feel like Joda's going to come into this, but... uh, (laughs) Not yet. Not it's yet. getting close. Okay. It's getting close. Getting close. Yeah. So uh, for contests this weekend, we have the YLRL DX North America YL contest. And that runs from 1400 Zulu October 5th to 0200 Zulu uh, October 7th. And this is for CW sideband and digital modes. Uh, any band is allowed. Um, I'm assuming not, not work. Uh, I didn't put that there, but just assume that for any contest and the exchange is a serial number plus RST. And then if you happen to be in uh, an ARRL section province and country, include that as well. Uh, notes here, all licensed women operators throughout the world are invited to participate. YL groups, clubs may also participate provided the YLs operating are listed at the end of the log. The YLRL members are eligible for the core core and Hagger awards. So uh, check out that contest. And another one here I have is the California CUSO party. And that's uh, 1600 Zulu October 5th to 2200 Zulu October 6th at CW and single sideband. And it's 16310. No work. If you're in California, your serial number plus county. And if you're not in California, serial number plus your uh, state VE area or uh, DXC or DX entity. Um, and I normally don't include a lot of CUSO parties, but uh, the California CUSO party is always a fun one to kind of get into contest season and if you haven't done a contest yet uh, this year this is kind of a a fun one to get involved with because there's so much activity on the band for it so uh to try to get on there and and work the cqp it's a it's a it's a lot of fun uh next weekend we have the oceana dx contest it's a cw and it runs from uh man i can read those 0800 zulu something like that yeah Uh, 0800 okay yeah (laughs) it's like all the dots look the same in this font uh, to October, October 12th to, uh, 08, uh, yeah, 0800 Zulu again on October 13th. So 24 hours at CW, 16310, no work, uh, RST plus serial number. Uh, this contest also has a shortwave listener class. So for those of you that just want to lurk and listen and maybe cop, copy some stuff down, you can also log those and, uh, submit a log as, uh, and as an SWL. So, uh, even if you, even if you don't 
have transmit privileges, you can uh, go practice copy and CW and uh, participate in the contest. So that's kind of a kind of a cool class that uh, that you can participate in. And uh, that's all the contests we have. You want to do the special events? Sure, I can run through the special events. We have the Global Learn Day from October 11th through October 13th, the entire period, 0000 Zulu to 2359 Zulu. Call sign on this is going to be November 4, Oscar Lima Tango, operated out of the Oscar Lima Tango Amateur Radio Club in West Palm Beach, Florida. Frequencies are going to be on or about 14287, 7190, and 3815. And you can obtain a QSL card and certificate for making contact with N4OLT. And Global Learn Day celebrates mankind's learning worldwide. Schools, libraries, parks, museums, colleges, and any organization is invited to participate. Online training has donated its club station as a primary station and call sign. You can find out more about that at bfranklin.edu. And, of course, the link will be in the show notes. We also have the Lester Dent Doc Savage special event. Uh, this will be from 1500 to 2300 Zulu on October 12th and October 13th. Not sure if that's 1500 on the 12th to the 2300 on the 13th or 1500 to 2300 both days. Um, <laughs> I'm never clear on that. <laughs> yeah, never real clear on that. Uh, the call sign is a special event call sign, Whiskey Zero Delta. Uh, this is going to be from Macon, Missouri and the Macon County Amateur Radio Club. Frequencies will be on or about 28350, 14250, 7250, and 3950. There's a certificate available for making contact with Whiskey Zero Delta. And on October 12th and 13th, the Macon County Amateur Radio Club will operate the Lester Dent Doc Savage Mystery Special Event Whiskey Zero Delta in Macon, Missouri. The purpose of the special event is to honor the birthday of Lester Dent, one of the most prolific writers of pulp fiction and an American radio operator. It is also the 86th birthday of his creation, the first superhero, Doc Savage. A colorful certificate will be provided to those that contact the special event station and send a QSL, including a number 10 SASE. And a link, of course, to that event will be in the show notes. And finally, we have Don't Touch That Dial, 100 Years of Radio, special event, November 3, India, operating from 1400 Zulu to 2100 Zulu on October 13th, kind of like a sprint. Uh, this is out of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, uh, from the 721st Mechanized Contest Battalion. Uh, they'll be operating on or about 14250. Hmm, they might butt up against the um, the other thing. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, certificates and QSLs are available, and this is in honor of the special exhibit, Don't Touch That Dial, 100 Years of Radio at the National Museum of Industrial History in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. The 721st Mechanical, uh, mecha- Mechanized, yeah, Contest Battalion, Contest Battalion, will operate the museum station as a special event station during the Pennsylvania QSO party as call sign November 3, India. And that's actually uh, WC2FD, which is the uh, group that does the Laurel exams and everything. Oh, cool, yeah. Whiskey Charlie 2 Fox it Delta. Is? Okay. Yeah. That's the same. That's there. The seven twenty first mechanized contest battalion. Alrighty then. <laughs> so, yep. So we know about those guys. Yeah. They're, they're the reason Cheryl has a license. That is very true. Sort of. I mean, you did. Well, you did no. some of the work too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had to come from New Jersey though to keep, to come test me. So. Well, you still got would have got tested. You just wouldn't have got tested for free. Well, so. whatever. <laughs> well, whatever. So. <laughs> I prefer <laughs> testing with them. That was actually kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. No, they they were great. So thanks to WC. Speaking, 
with WC2 Fox Delta for all of that. And of course, for operating the special contest uh, stations or special event stations. So maybe we should try and contact them. So. Bill started to say something. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. I was just. I was gonna say, speaking of licensing, I actually uh, cleared up my bill at the FCC and I uh, got my license renewed. So, <laughs> very good. I talked about that a, a few weeks ago, and I was like, "What is this bill?" And guess what the bill was? What was the bill? It was the GRMS licensing <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I, that they didn't charge me for, probably because the system was broken. And uh, yeah, they, none of them. I called the office. I was trying to just pay the bills. Like, so who do I send the check to? <laughs> you're like we don't know yeah i finally was able to figure out what it was for and i basically had to tell them but nobody could look it up when i called and i'm like okay they were giving me the runaround go go here talk to these people i just talked to them they told me to talk to you well we don't have it so <laughs> it's our government at work <laughs> you're like somebody please tell me what i'm doing yeah i was like i don't care i just need to renew my license because it expires in october so <laughs> yep so so i'm good to 2029 now so all also. right good deal very good not the bill of reasons. Yeah, not, not if you ever do any operating. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, 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 not as my own call sign. That's for sure. Well. <laughs> NA1WJ, K2BSA. Yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Moving on from the special event stations, uh, I have an announcement that we talked about doing a contest because of the fact that we've topped a thousand Twitter followers and we're up to like a thousand and thirteen or something like that. So. Ooh. So we'll definitely have a contest coming up. We don't know what the prize is going to be yet. We don't know what the contest is going to look like, but there will definitely be a contest. You will definitely be able to win something. And if you are a paid subscriber of the program, whether via PayPal or Patreon, you are automatically entered to win whatever it is, whenever it is. So there you go. So this will give you an opportunity to become one of those paid subscribers between now and then. Uh, otherwise, there will be other ways to enter if you are not a paid subscriber. So just, uh, you know, Stay tuned for that. And let's see, what did I put in here for a ham radio challenge this fortnight? I said, take the opportunity to mentor someone in some aspect of the hobby or introduce someone to the hobby who isn't already an operator. We should be doing this all the time. It shouldn't really be a challenge, uh, but, you know, do that. Get somebody into the hobby, even if it's not real radio like DMR. <laughs> <laughs> not right. real radio. <laughs> it's not real <laughs> <ham> radio. <laughs> All right, so anyway, let's move on and let's talk about some open source. And Bill has a distribution for us to try. This is a distribution we mentioned in the last episode, but we're going to mention it again because it's it's imminent. Its release is imminent. That's right. The Ubuntu 19.10, Eon, 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 Ermine, Beta, whatever. <laughs> so it, uh, of course, is based on the Linux release series of 5.3. Yeah, Ubuntu 1910 comes with a refreshed state of the art tool chain, including new upstream releases of glibc at 2.3, uh, OpenJDK at 11, Rust C at 1.37, and an updated GCC at 8.3 with an optional, uh, GCC of uh, version 9. Ooh, a dot O release. Scary, scary. Uh, Python 3.73 as the default, uh, Ruby 2.55 and PHP 7215, Perl 5.218, 2.18 and Golang, uh, 1.10.4. Four. There are new improvements on the cross compilers front as well with power and uh, AA arc 64 tool chain enabled to cross compile for arm S 390 X and a risk V 64 targets. So uh, check out that we have the link to the uh, release notes. And uh, of course, you know where to find Ubuntu. Just 
go get Ubuntu.com or whatever. <laughs> PHP 7215. I've been using 7.3 forever now. Yeah, I've been using 7.3 as well. Um, must be uh, just the, the default package that they have released in that. Uh, <laughs> and I will repo. say I've been using uh, PHP 7.3 on my own cloud instance, which it definitely says it does not support. But if you go in there and pull out the check, it works fine. <laughs> <laughs> they just haven't done all their, you know, check the boxes type thing, right? Right. Yeah. All right. So anyway, cool. Check out Ubuntu if you haven't done that before. I'm pretty sure most of the people on this who listen to our show have uh, probably tried Ubuntu once or twice, but it is the new one. And yeah, is- maybe when uh, when the full 19.10 comes out, maybe I'll spin up a Ubuntu uh, build for it and put it out on the on the media media site. Oh, that'd be cool. And uh, Eowyn, just because they like to pick bizarre adjectives, um, means of the east or of the dawn. So, mm-hmm. so it's a mer- it's a morning ermine. <laughs> morning ermine. <Herman>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, let's let Cheryl do something since she's sitting over there not doing anything. Okay. <laughs> so we're down to our open source events. And uh, the first one, you can tell us all about that. Alrighty then. So the first one is All Things Open 2019 from October 13th through the 15th in Raleigh, North Carolina, U.S. And the notes on it are join over 4,000 technologists decision makers, and community members in providing world-class open source educational content via conferences, meetups, and workshops in a way that maximizes and allows access for anyone with an interest. All Things Open provides networking and job opportunities for both experienced technologists as well as those new to open source with a specific focus on traditionally um, underrepresented organizations, women and minorities in technology. I see that minorities is totally spelled wrong. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> it's okay. my not to be. My, yeah. my, my way to read these. through it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty good at like typos, <laughs> type typees. I yeah, type typees. Yeah, yeah. So the next one is near dear l dot la. It's October 17th through the 19th in Caba, Argentina. In near dear LA, the idea is to learn, have fun, and meet people like you. It's a three-day event where you can seek help to solve problems and help those who can, attend talks and workshops, share what you're working on, meet fantastic people, enjoy group games, and it's all 100% free. And of and course, it's the same weekend as Joda. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I knew somehow that was going to get thrown in. <laughs> So bring a ham radio there and show those geeks some ham radio. There you go. go. And that will fulfill the ham radio challenge as well. So there you go. So, and the last. Killing lots of birds with that one stone. Oh, whatever. (laughs) Crushing them. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one is Lisa 2019. It's October 28th through the 30th in Portland, Oregon in the U.S. This is please join us for Lisa 19 at the Portland Marriott downtown waterfront. Lisa is the premier conference for operations professionals where we share real world knowledge about designing, building, securing, and maintaining critical systems of our interconnected world. And of course, all, all information about these, con- are these conferences be in the show notes. And Russ is actually a long time Lisa attendee. Yeah, I went so. to like eight of them. So it's a great conference. And of course, now that they've, now that I've stopped going, they've moved it from the crappy hotel that it used to be in to a really good hotel. So. No, you should definitely go if you can. So. Well, but, but the thing is, used to when you went, you went 
for a full week. It used to be a full week. Now it's three days. days. Yeah. Yeah. They've shortened most of the tech conferences to three days. I think they've decided that companies won't spare their employees for more than three days anymore. And so they just try and pack all the information into half the time. So it also does make the conferences a little less expensive. So yeah, yeah, there is all that. All right. So moving on from our open source conferences, you know, now that we've gotten out of September, there are actually conferences to talk about. (laughs) Um, the open source challenge for this week I put in here, try deploying an application in a local sandbox environment like Docker, Vagrant, or Heroku. Um, a lot, some of these are like pre-built, so you can just deploy something to install in a self-hosted environment on your machine, and sometimes you have to build one or install one or install the app and then do stuff. But it's kind of an interesting concept to to like virtualize within the CPU and uh, without without the sort of head end that things like VirtualBox and uh, what's the other one, uh, VMware and stuff like that use. So, I don't know, try one of these, see if it's, uh, you know, interesting to you. All right, so that means we've gotten down through the dry, boring topics, and we've come to the exciting stuff, which means we're going to talk about food and song and, well, not song, but, you know, the fun things in life. And the most, one of the most fun things in life, I'll say one of, because it's definitely not the most, uh, is food. So Cheryl's going to tell us all about food. And this is one you haven't done yet, but you're going to do it soon, right? Yes, I am. I'm actually thinking about doing it for this weekend. Ah, uh, cool. So, um, you'll kind of notice a little bit of a tie between Russ's thing and my thing this week, but my recipe this week is for St. Louis gooey butter cake. Um, for those that don't know about gooey butter cake, it's there is no way to describe it other than amazing, in my opinion. And I think everybody that has tried it have have felt the same way, including Russ. So it's really good. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. And it's a mistake. It was bread from a mistake. So it was bread from a mistake. So, but it's a very tasty mistake. So, um, I, I believe um, that. Uh, Park is Park Avenue. Um, Park Street. Park, Park Street. Yeah, Park Street Bakery or coffee shop or whatever it is in St. Louis has been rated for years the best gooey butter cake. We have had their butter cake and it is absolutely amazing. So, um, to make butter cake, which this will make one nine inch cake, you need four ounces of unsalted butter, um, nine ounces of granulated sugar. Um, a pinch of salt, one large egg, an eighth cup of corn syrup, an eighth cup of cold water, a teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, uh, one and an eighth cup of all-purpose flour, and eight ounces of cake crumbs. And for those that don't know what cake crumbs are, they are truly crumbs left over from a cake that you've baked before. So, um, and it's, it's very quick and easy to make. Uh, the whole recipe will be in the show notes, so check it out, and I'll possibly post some alternative recipes, you know, to this as well. Alternative gooey butter cake recipes? Yes, or, yes, yeah. yeah, to go okay. along the lines of what Park Avenue is, so. All right. Because they have several different flavors, so. Yeah, right. Yeah. They do many different options, but the traditional of anything is almost always the best one, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's what this recipe is for. So Yeah, so if you get a chance to go to Park Street Coffee, if you live anywhere near St. Louis, you should definitely go out and get you some gooey butter gooey, cake. Gooey butter cake, yeah. So Cool. So I'm going to turn my drink corner on its ear this week <laughs> and review <Clearly. laughs> and review a double IPA. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Wait, was that Bill that just hit the floor because he passed out, or what? Yeah, yummy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is something I had sort of like begrudgingly i guess would be the word and, yeah um, because there was nothing else to drink we were so. at a rugby match last saturday and they bring in two kegs for the players but of course the players don't drink two kegs so they pretty well, much mother just, mother's brewing sponsors, sponsors the rugby team, right, right right so uh, so there's always you know beer <laughs> and they don't charge for the beer and what they had was the Mother's Little Helper, which I forget what kind of beer that is. I think it's just a lager or something. Yeah. And then they had this thing that I'd never heard of. It's called Chug Chug Suckle Suckle. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't want a lager because I don't like lagers. And I don't know what this Chug Chug Suckle Suckle thing is. So get me a, you know, a solo cup full of that. And uh, this is what Mother's says about the Chug Chug Suckle Suckle. Inspired by the overwhelming embrace of our New England IPA, Sunshine Chugsuckle, Mother's New... Or, I'm sorry, let me read that the way it was intended to be read. Inspired by the overwhelming embrace of our New England IPA, Sunshine Chugsuckle, Mother's took the natural next step, a super juicy double IPA pushing the limits of flavor and aroma. Get a dose of Chug Chug Suckle Suckle, a heavy juice bomb with massive hop aroma of mango, papaya, and citrus fruit, courtesy of an insane amount of citra mosaic cashmere and centennial hops a touch of oats and wheat provide a soft creamy body with a mild sweetness the flavor and drinkability may say chug but the 10 percent abv means suckling is the best option how very <laughs> like your mother's to urge restraint when the beer exhorts indulgence <laughs> so the little helper is an india pale ale. oh it's a yeah so it's an ipa <laughs> yeah um okay so anyway chug chug suckle suckle <laughs> um <laughs> we already know what the uh what it's made from because they just told us there the abv is of course 10 percent, which makes it 20 proof which is nice and high for a beer i love that uh this comes from springfield missouri just up the road here it's it's made at the local brewery uh the color on it of course is like an ipa it's a very light honey color you know like a good ipa should be i guess not that there are many of those um the nose on it is exactly as they say it is it's like all fruit and little hops i mean i got like lots of citrus fruit lemon lime orange things like that and then some of the more not citrus fruits like melon papaya mango things like that and then of course it's a beer so you got a back end of malty nest the taste is exactly the same Unlike, you know, whiskey that can have a sort of different aroma than a taste, beer pretty much tastes exactly like it smells. Um, but I have to say, I really enjoyed this double IPA. I, it, it's, I don't know what the IBU on it is because I couldn't find that information. But I'm guessing since it's a double IPA, it's probably pretty high. Has <laughs> <laughs> um, question marks at it. <laughs> Unmeasurable. It was really, really good because... All of the fruit and the the blend of the hops that they put in this thing kind of made it not overly hoppy. 
It made it very fruity, which I enjoyed a lot. Now, I will put the caveat in here that I was pretty drunk when I drank it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As you should be. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But I would definitely love to try it again. And I I talked to Mothers today because I wanted to have a bottle of it to, to review, like while I was sitting here reviewing it. Unfortunately, it is currently only available at the or at the brewery, at um, the tasting bar. Yeah, at the tasting room, they will be putting it out in cans uh, in about a month. They said so. The IBU wow. on it's fifteen. It's only fifteen. What is that? No. It says really? another sunshine chug suckle. No, that's the other stuff. That's that's not the chug chug suckle suckle. That's the that's what they made the chug chug suckle suckle from. Gotcha. So, so the IBU on the, on the chug chug has got to be higher than 15, but anyway, um, I'm going to rate this on my whiskey scale, um, cause I don't <laughs> usually rate beer, <laughs> um, but I'm definitely going to give it an 88 that may go up or down if I drink it sober. So we'll see. Um, but <laughs> I like, definitely, <laughs> I definitely want to try it again because it was a super fruity and, and sort of fun beer to drink. And it, again, it's high, high EBV. So yeah, can't go wrong there. All right. So anyway, Bill, of course, is going to have an IPA, right? So, of course, of course. <laughs> um, and I, I actually don't have any beer in the house right now, but this is one that, uh, you know, at my desk here, I have lots of beer cans. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember having this one last week, uh, cause I, I won a box of beer at, uh, um, at a fundraiser, <laughs> which is always a good thing. So, uh, yeah, this one is the Big Sky IPA and it's from Big Sky Brewing in Missoula, Montana. It's a 6.2% ABV and has an IBU of 65 as it should because it's an IPA. <laughs> so, uh, it's a, it's a, it's one of their staple IPA. So it's available all year long, uh, from, uh, Big Sky Brewing. Um, Big Sky Brewing is, uh, it's also, uh, one of the companies that makes the, the absolute worst beer that I hate <laughs> called Moose Drool, which is a brown beer. You actually get that here. My, my dad yeah, tried it. Dad, uh, yeah, he, it. Yeah. He said it tasted oh, like horrible. moose drool. <laughs> it does. It tastes like snot. For some reason, it just, to me, it just, I, I just can't even get through a can so, of it. So the anymore. name's not even really clever. It's just telling you not to drink it pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're it's a big fan of moose drool, buy this. <laughs> yeah. And I have been over to the brewery in, in Missoula. I did uh, visit it while, uh, while I was in Missoula once and, uh, pretty uh pretty neat little place got a nice tasting room and stuff like that and of course on the back of the beer can has uh the, uh, the official hold my beer and watch this uh <laughs> with, <laughs> with their logo on the back and i put a picture in the chat room so you can check that out and on the front of course it has a picture of a pronghorn which are uh, quite prevalent over here in montana so uh, yeah it's a good ipa it has a great taste and uh it's a it's a good 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 drinking beer it's one of the one of the good ones that they do make over there at big sky uh brewing so uh yeah yeah hats off to ipas yum 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 <laughs> yeah i actually found one i think i like like i said when i try it again sober we'll find out for sure yeah there's uh, a lot of those that they make especially like that particular one that you you, you reviewed i've had several that are like high citrus you know, content and they're normally listed as like a hazy, hazy type IPA, which means that, you know, you cannot see through the glass when you pour it out in a glass. It's, it's, uh, know, it's like solid like, yellow. Well, I, I honestly like don't know. Clear. I, I don't know because really, like a red really cup. a lot of times they don't filter those as much just because of the, uh, the high citra in it. So, right. uh, that, that's kind of interesting that it would well, be clear. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I've had quite a few of uh, those, but generally those are like special runs and 
Uh, you can't always find those available in cans, but uh, you could definitely do a growler fill or something like that with them, and those yep. are always good too. I might have to actually get a growler of it tomorrow on my way through. Make sure so, you have your growler with you. Oh, that's true. I got to grab my growler. Um, not that I couldn't get another growler, but yeah, I should probably get the one I have. So. <laughs> In the chat room, when I said I was reviewing a double IPA, let's see, Ted said, OMG. <laughs> and Rich said, the earth is shaking and the sun has gone dark. It has, yeah. <laughs> We're That's converting okay. him. I found what we need to get Bill for Christmas. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Mother's has an Imperial grind now. Oh. Two different ones. They have a black one, which is sweet spice nuts, Dutch cocoa, sweet citrus-like acidity, balanced full body. And then they have a gold, which is a blueberry acidity, sweet milk chocolate, and tea-like body. Uh, Bill likes his IPAs. He doesn't want all that fruity chocolatey crap. Uh, <laughs> he drank he drank the winter grind that we took in. Oh, I do. I do, no, I do no, like those. It's those beer. He'll good. drink it. I mean, he's not going to let it yeah. go to waste. He's just <laughs> it was even yeah. kind of a beer slushy that last night, so <laughs> whatever was going on with the fridge but <laughs> yeah all right well with that we have actually come to the end of this weekender oh no it's over <laughs> we do want to recognize the folks who are in the chat room with us tonight we had dan kf5tqn rich k0eb jim 7j1ajh ted wa0eir techy geek and copy lion thanks everybody and for everybody who is listening on the stream we really appreciate that and we hope you will tune in to episode number 307 when that comes around, which will be an open source based deep dive episode on a project we have mentioned a couple of times on the show before. So put on your sysadmin hats and tune into episode 307. It's going to be quite a deep dive. You might, you might want a scuba tank, actually. So with that, we're going to wrap up episode number 306 of Linux in the Hamshack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hand 
email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.